What's up, guys? Ryan Horn here, and welcome to the Extraordinary Man Podcast. This is the one and only podcast specifically designed to help married businessmen create more profit and purpose in their business without sacrificing their family, health, or marriage in the process. Each week, I interview some of the world's most extraordinary men, including seven- and eight-figure entrepreneurs, elite athletes, best-selling authors, and world-class speakers. I am so excited to have Michael Huey on today. In March of 2018, Michael rebranded his 25-plus-year brick-and-mortar coaching business, Total Health Experience, to Hefluence, a national virtual business helping men problem-solve health relationships and businesses. As God influences Michael through prayer and wisdom, he then helps men level up their lives by getting to the root of mediocrity. The mission of Hefluence is to guide men with impactful strategies to allow them to fully excel at life so they can leave a powerful legacy for future generations by balancing health, relationships, and business with clarity, confidence, and compassion. I know Michael personally. He's a fantastic guy, and this is going to be awesome. Hey, how's it going, Michael? Going good, buddy. How you doing? Doing great. It's awesome to have you on here today. I want to start out by, uh, could you just tell us a little bit more of your backstory? Thanks for the introduction. It was great. Been in the fitness industry, brick and mortar, super successful for, wow, 27 years. It's, it's kind of cool when you, when you look at yourself and you say 27 years and you know that you feel 27, but you're going to be 52 in, in a couple of weeks. It's, it's, it's really, uh, it's just a good thought process and it's, it's relatable now. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that don't feel like it's relatable, but it is. Times are changing. We look at situations where we are now and know that, that, that there's a new normal, right? And, and we may not know what that is right now, but we're going in that direction. And I believe that God's going to give us vision and direction and, and uh, got married. I moved to Florida actually in 20, a little over 27, 27 years ago to the Tampa Bay area. My wife and I, Lisa, just moved to the Orlando area, actually Groveland. And I, f- I feel like I want to call it the rainy area because it's, ever since we moved here four months ago, it's just been raining like crazy. But I moved over here after I, I sold my brick and mortar business from Tampa. We built a great business in Tampa Bay area and then we moved over here. And now we've launched Heathfluence, as you heard Ryan say. And it's just been great. Last year, Ryan kind of knows my story from last year. We had, uh, uh, I'd like to dwell on the past. I don't like to publicly dwell on the past. I just, I'm just real and raw sometimes. And I think it's better that we are like, that. I think God created us like that. He was that way too. So he, I had a guy that I could brought to work for me. And I think it's good that you hear this, that your, that your people hear this, Ryan, because they need to be aware of these type of things and they need to be able to, to look and, and ask questions and figure out what's right, what's wrong, what's not always the perfect fit, right? My friend Jim Baker posted that today uh, about not always just looking at the, the title behind a person, but getting to know the person deep before you partner with them. It's kind of the, what John Maxwell says, the law of your environment. So uh, always been physically fit, was an athlete in college, four-year letterman in track and field at Ohio State. My passion is fitness, but then I got, I'm getting ordained into the ministry this year, into the marketplace ministry is what my, uh, my spiritual father calls it, is Dr. Randall Langley, who's the president of the largest, one of the largest theology schools in the world. He said, I want to start ordaining marketplace ministers, and I want to start with you. And I was totally honored uh, that's going to happen this, at the end of this August, which I'm looking forward to. And just a lot of things since then, I, as I said, I've got married. I married one of the most amazing humans that walks the face of the earth, uh, the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing, finds favor with God. And um, I, I, my wife and I were apart for two years. Uh, I, can, uh, I'm, I won't go into to the aspects of spiritual warfare, but 
uh, they're real. And uh, when you're doing things for God, don't think that there's not a bullet on your chest or on your back or on your forehead or wherever that bullet, wherever that sign may be. But God has restored us. God has radically changed us, both of our businesses. Um, I interviewed, what's Ryan knows, I interviewed one of, my, one of my mentors of my entire life that I never thought I'd have the chance of meeting or even having a relationship with. But now I'm going to be doing some speaking with him, Dr. Eric Thomas. I interviewed him last week. That, that'll go live on our HeFluence podcast next week. But yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's been uh, uh, divorcing the outcome, Ryan, and, and following God, partnering with God. And, and, and when things are bad, just grabbing a hold of him and not grabbing hold of your circumstance and what the world is saying and what people are doing and just saying, you know what, God's called me to greatness. I'm going to walk out that greatness no matter what my circumstance looks like. And so I mean, we've moved on from that and, and God has just been blessing us. That's a little bit of my backstory. And now I'm, now I'm here with you, brother. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Why did you decide to start HeFluence? Well, it, it's, it's awesome that you, that you asked me that question is because when I thought about rebranding, I thought, well, if I'm going to go online, the name just, it's funny. The guy who helped me rebrand my company said, you need a new name. And I was like, oh, thank God. I thought I was the only one that thought I needed a new name. And he and, and really, I'll tell you what we did, Ryan. We, we had a whiteboard and we just wrote down names and then we just scratched them off. And we got down to he being God and to influence. And so we took off the IN and we took off and put he fluence together. And you can see the arrow um, up here that's kind of marking right there. Mm -hmm. uh, that's arrow pointing up to God being he influences me to influence men to walk in purpose. And that's, that's the way we came up with the shield being the shield of faith and, 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 and pushing men to walk in purpose. I believe that even in the church, outside the church, in the entrepreneurial space, we use that term kingdom loosely because there's people that are doing kingdom work, but behind the scenes, they're not really fulfilling those kingdom callings or those, those things that they speak on here with you and they're not matching up. And so God told me to create a community that was safe. And that was comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time where they can feel like they're coming and they're learning in every aspect of life, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. You know, I, 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 somebody laughed at me, a friend of mine came and spent some time with me. We, we are accountability partners. And he's like, dude, I didn't know you had like 30 certifications and three degrees and all this stuff. And I said, you know what, Tim, the, the, the thing that changed for me was that those are great but the wisdom of God combined with those things make things even better. And so that's, that's where he fluence breathed. And that's where we really want to take he fluence on, you know, we're getting ready to speak on stage to some different virtual uh, stages and stuff until we can get back into more of a live stage type of talk, kind of like what you're doing here today. And I'm more excited. I just booked about three or four more of those uh, this last week. And so that's where, I, that's where the breathing of he fluence came from. Awesome. Yeah. It's so cool to hear the backstory on that and such a great mission. So what do you think is the importance of men having community? Oh, that's a good question. I think that men, oh, this, it's so, this is such a great lead in. I just, Eric and I just talked about this on my podcast. I did a Bible study at my previous church before I moved over here and it was only about 10 guys, Ryan. And, and, and they said that one in 10 men have a guy that they feel comfortable sharing anything with like the personal stuff right 
and one in 20 actually have somebody that they can call an accountability partner or a best friend. And it broke my heart. I'm like, really? And then we started to ask questions of guys in the group. Like, who do you have in a relationship with outside of the church besides guys in this group? And the guys said, nobody. And they said, do you have a relationship with anybody in the church? And I mean, I'm not saying this to boast on myself, Ryan, but four of the 10 guys pointed at me. And I was like, well, that's because I've made taken the time and the opportunity to look at them and say, hey, these guys need somebody. These guys need accountability. These guys need community. And I think women are great at account at a community. Ryan, let's just be real. Women are great at account they're they're great at accountability. They're great at community. They're great at I mean, they get they get they get groups of people together when when you know when they want to. You know, if there's something on at church, it, it you know, it's the majority of it's women, right? Big women's conferences. And then you get a men's conference and there's like 20 guys, right? And women get 200, right? But but that's that's my goal. That's where I step in and say, my pastor just said this to me the other day. He said, I feel like now that there's times now that because you and Lisa are here, that more people are wanting to have community. More people are wanting, and, and we're doing it during social distancing, which is, which is even better. We had close to, last year, they had 300 people sign up for small groups. This year, we had 570 people sign up, almost double of what we had last year. So creating community for me, I have a goal of creating 20,000 people inside the Heathfluence Society group. Why? Because I believe that when you have a safe, as I said, a safe and challenging community, that men are going to grow. They're going to build relationships. They're going to cultivate businesses together. They're going to cultivate ministries together. And that's why I believe that without, without a healthy thriving community men fade away and they struggle big time i think you're 100 percent right there and definitely i think it's harder for men to create that community especially on their own but what would you say you know you have a pretty amazing network you mentioned you just had eric thomas on your podcast and what would you say to someone who has no network right now but they want to build that what, what would be some practical tips you would give them I, I just, this is so good. This is so God. I just had the same conversation with a business partner of mine in the car today. He's like, still, he has a business. We, we have a business together, one business together, but he's working full time also, which is really only about 15 hours a week for this guy. And, and I've been trying to encourage him to kind of get away and, and do things. And he has no community, right? He has no fellowship. And I said, George, you have to build relationships. Relationships are key. Guys, we live, in a, we live in a society where social media has breathed hundreds of thousands of businesses, hundreds of thousands of relationships, people that were looking just for an extra 500 or 1,000 or $2,500 a month have started using the gifts and talents that God has entrusted with them to influence people. Because a lot of times they sit on the sidelines and they don't want to build a community or they don't want to go in a Facebook group or they're afraid to go into a Facebook group. Um, my wife has stepped out of her comfort zone and began to minister to people and women inside of Facebook groups. And, and I think building a, a, a network, okay, or building what we, maybe we don't even call it a network. Maybe we call it relationships. Maybe mm-hmm. we call it uh, uh, kingdom relationships or, or just relationships in general. Why? Because relationships, you know, 
my one of my one of my friends who has actually followed me for years. I didn't even know it. My friend George Bryant has a, a hashtag called "Relationships Beat Algorithms." Just think about the depth of that, like the depth of it, like relationships beat algorithms. I I can I don't have to look at the algorithm of, of Facebook and say those are the only people that can be my friends. No. Like I said to George, I found this out over the weekend from an um, expert in Facebook. If I create communication with people inside of Facebook Messenger, Ryan, it mm-hmm. allows those people to see my content more. So here's a really good thing is to add five to seven people every day on Facebook or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has became very successful at connecting and building communities. I, I shared this with a friend of mine who's in a motorcycle group the other day. He has a passion for motorcycles. He joined a motorcycle group that has 13,000 people on LinkedIn. He's like, dude, I've already, he goes, people are adding me left and right. I said, why? He said, because I, I, I gave value. I gave value. And I think that, that my, this will be my last piece on this. I'd say that you have been entrusted with gifts and talents. Like God has entrusted you with them. If you don't use them, they go dormant right? They don't, it's, it's like the car that sits in the garage and never gets driven, right? You, 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 it's just, it's a pretty car, but it just sits there. Nobody sees it or nobody likes it or nobody enjoys it. The feeling of, you know, going really fast or whatever that may be for you. But the, the, the key is, is to nurture and build relationships at your own pace. Like if it's something you're not comfortable with, Start to create conversations. I will say this. I'll tell you what's massively effective on social media. Every day, if you're on social media, you wake up and it tells you a birth, people's birthdays, right? Start wishing people happy birthday, but don't do it just with a meaningless text or on their, their board. Leave a voice message. Ryan knows this because I've done it with him before. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Ryan, it's your birthday today. It's the day that God created you. What a flipping special day this is. God created Ryan Horn today, Right. And, and, you know, I mean, you can see Ryan, he smiles when you say those type of things, right? Like people are moved by encouragement. John Maxwell says, never correct without encouragement. Never correct somebody without encouragement. So that could be something that you could start doing every time. I think I get about eight to 10 every day, to be honest, Ryan, of people that come on and it says that today's a birthday and I go right over to their messenger and share with them. So I think that's a way of stepping outside your comfort zone and, and, and not typing them a message and letting them hear your voice because there's pause for emphasis. They know, your, your, you know, they know your posture by hearing your voice and, and how excited you are to share with them. So I think that that's a big piece. Yeah, that's some really great advice. Sending a voice message, I mean, it really doesn't take any longer than typing something up, but it, it's so much more meaningful for people. In your experience, where do you feel like most entrepreneurs get stuck? <laughs> most entrepreneurs get stuck at the no. They get stuck at people telling them no, or Mm. you can't do this. You know what it is? It stems back to limiting beliefs, Ryan. It stems back to, oh, nobody wants to buy my stuff. Oh, this person got mad at me. Oh, this person wanted a refund. Oh, this person, you know, made a bad review, you know, and I tell people, somebody said to me the other day, Mike, why do you have 25 plus years of five-star reviews? I said, it doesn't mean that I didn't ever have anybody that didn't like me (laughs) because if you should really pinch yourself, if you have people that, if everybody likes you, because you're not doing things right, if everybody likes you, 
right? Like we serve the same God, you and I, and not everybody liked him. They murdered him and hung him on a cross, right? And, and they whipped him and beat him, right? Not everybody liked him, right? And, and so I, I, I think what you have to do is you have to surround yourself with a healthy environment. You have to divorce the outcome and marry the process. Marry the process that you know where you're going and what you're doing. And then surround yourself around prayer that God will bring the right people into your life so that, you, that, so that when you do face those limiting beliefs, oh, I just can't do this. Oh, this isn't for me. How many times have you heard someone say, oh, I'm just not a salesperson. Oh, no, sales is just not for me. No, I was in business successfully in the top 1% of my industry for 25 plus years and I never sold anybody. I had a waiting list. People came to me. Now that's different online because you know, there's so many people online, but in my area, I had a waiting list. I'd look down and the person would come in and I'd sign them up and say, do you want to work with me for three months, six months or a year? And they would pick and then I'd sign them up. And when, and the good thing about that was we had people that would work with us for eight and 10 and 12 and some people 20 years. Why? Because we didn't look at the circumstance, Ryan. We didn't look at where we were. I didn't have to, I honed in on the skills that I was good at. And then I surrounded myself with people that were better at the things that I wasn't good at. So that's why I think that most entrepreneurs fail because they just don't divorce the outcome and marry the process and the, and their environment. They have an, un, just like my friend George, he said it. He's like, I have an unhealthy environment. I'm, I'm only this successful and not this successful because I don't have a healthy environment. I think you, you divorce the outcome. You're super, you have to be super intentional and you surround yourself around better people. I think that's the main reason. And if you look at it and you interview entrepreneurs like I do, you're going to find that. I'm having Tim's story on in a couple of weeks and I re came really close with his, his right hand, Joseph Mendoza. And we talked about the same subject. He's like, Tim just sees people all the time that they're, they're here and today and gone tomorrow. Why? Because they, 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 I mean, think about it, Ryan. After, imagine losing $500,000 last year and having to cancel one of the biggest events for entrepreneurs that was listed by Forbes and Inc. and Huffington Post because somebody came in. Uh, my, my wife, I'll finish with this, Ryan. My wife got my wife, I was at my friend Jim Baker's church this last weekend or two weekends ago. And he had people go around and speak over people like encouraging words, right? Spoken encouraging words. And my life, my wife was watching. I, 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 I thought she was going to watch me. I wasn't sure. And she said, what was your word? She said, no, wait, let me tell you what my word for you is. And she said, you're going to, God told me that you're going to be successful because you've never quit. You've never gave up. You never worried about what this person said and that person, that, and, that person. And, and Ryan, guess what? It was exactly what the lady said to me that came over and grabbed me by the back of the shoulders and said, do you mind if I speak a word over you? And I was like, have at it, right? And it was the exact extension of my word. So I think some people, they quit before the finish line. Most people. Yeah, wow. That's a lot of great stuff you're sharing there. I'm trying to write notes here. I can't keep up. You're going to have to go back afterwards, brother. This is going to get deep. We're going to get good. Exactly. I'm going to have to watch the replay for sure. Uh, maybe a couple of times. I know you're a big believer in coaching. So what would you say to someone who's not where they want to be, but they don't have a coach and they're not willing to invest in one? That's good. I'm a coach and I have a coach. But if you're that person that Ryan just said, get some accountability partners. I have two. 
We meet every Wednesday from 4 to 5.15, non-negotiable. We spend 45 minutes going over our personal stuff. Hope it's okay if I get real. You know, are, are, we, are we being intimate with our wives? Are we, are we providing, you know, sexual intimacy? Are we providing physical? Are we providing spiritual intimacy with our spouse? We go over all of that. Um, you know, are we watching pornography? Do we have safety blocks on our computers? Do we have, you know, guys, there's communities out there. The right communities give massive free content, right? I, I, I spent $10,000 on a VIP day with Mark Lack and I did, and I, and I missed implementing the stuff. So guess what I did? I just, I saved all the recordings and I went back and I re-listened to them. You know, there's so many people that are giving free content. You know, you're having him on, on, on your, your, your summit is Nicholas. You know, he, Nicholas gives a lot of value and content. I've never met a 28 year old that can close people just by wearing a shirt, you know, that relates to the person, right? Like there's little things that you can do, but community is everything. Join some communities, pray and say, God, what, where, where should I go to get value from? Who should I and guys, if you don't do this, you're going to get the wrong value. You're going to get the wrong information. You're going to, you're going to struggle. And then you know what you're going to do? You're going to have this tear. And you know why I can tell you all this stuff, Ryan, and tell your listeners all this stuff? Because I did it. I'm not going to tell you anything that I didn't do. And I'm going to protect you so those things don't happen to you. Can you learn from people younger than you? Absolutely. Can they learn from you? Yes, if they want to. So you have to pick and choose and pray and get yourself in communities. And the easiest thing, and guess what? This is free. This is free, is that you get accountability partners and you meet every single week. You just say, hey, uh, I, heck, I had somebody the other day say to me, hey, I want to join your group, right? And I said, let me encourage you. Go find two people that need you, okay? I wasn't, being, I wasn't saying no to him. I was just saying, I felt like in my spirit that he needed somebody who needed somebody who needed somebody, right? And, and, and here's what's good. I'll finish with this, Ryan, is that when you find it, they're going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, okay? They're going to tell you, have a daily action plan. Stop watching TV. Are you put blocks on your computer so you're not tempted to steer away or do these things? They're going to tell you, oh, your course is needs your course is going to launch the first the second week in july or third week in july how far along are you on it have you got it done you know and then i i have one and i have one other group that i'm in a facebook messenger group with a group of friends that are entrepreneurs and we check in once a month just to say hey here's what i've accomplished here's what i'm doing who else is struggling is anybody struggling let's hop on the phone or let's let's do a chat inside this so i think accountability and community goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Accountability and community will allow someone who doesn't have a coach to really, to, to be honest with you, my two accountability partners feel like my coaches because they are. One of them is a coach and one of them does my podcast stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's a safety, safety thing for me. Having that accountability is so key because we all have blind spots and it's easy for us to see other people's blind spots, but really hard to see our own. What are some of the things that you do to make your marriage thrive? Good question. Happy wife, happy life, right? My wife has pushed me. Um, I have a bookshelf right here that's broken down into sections, personal development, 
exercise and science, marriage. I'm reading a book by Dr. Harley right now called Love Busters. Um, I give you some of my my secrets. I have uh, uh, I think the two, some of the greatest books ever are uh, the Five Love Languages. If you do not know your wife's top two love languages and you don't hone in on them, you will. I'm going to be raw with you. You will not have a successful marriage. This the, another book that I love. That these are there's a couple more, but these two is Love and Respect. Uh, it's a biblical term. Women want to be loved. Men want to be respected. Do you guys know that nowhere in the Bible does it say a man wants to be loved? Women, they want to be loved. A man wants to be respected. That can be a healthy cycle or an unhealthy cycle. And then another book that I read called His Needs, Her Needs by Dr. Harley. I read it and then Love, Love Busters are great books. And invest in your marriage. Go to seminars. Take weekends away. Turn the TV off. I hate the beach, Ryan, but my wife loves the beach. We moved away from the beach, but now we live on the water and she's happy, right? But I, I hate bugs, but she likes to go on, to, to, on picnics. So guess what I do? I go on picnics, right? You know, and so there's things that my wife, and guess what? My wife doesn't like to play golf, but she goes and rides and plays golf with me once a week. She's my caddy, right? And she encourages me and she challenges me. So I think the biggest thing that happens for people is that they don't invest in their marriage. They, they, they think it's about them and it's not. My wife has challenged me to be the head of my home, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. You know, Ryan, when we moved, she said, I think I'm going to go back to work. And uh, same thing like when we moved, I, I said to her, we're going to move. And she said, when? She didn't say why, how. She said, when? And I, and I laid it out for her and it all worked out perfectly. Now she's happier than, than she's ever been. And she said, I'm going to go back to work. I was like, why? She goes, I feel like God told me to. And, and God opened up a job for her, $10,000 signing bonus. I mean, boom, 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 boom. Everything worked out. We were able to get this bigger house on the water. Things that maybe somebody like her doesn't need to do, but she does it because she feels compelled to do it. And she, she said this to me a couple weeks ago. She says, I'm so grateful that you support me in everything that I do. You don't. You, 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 you acknowledge your faults. It's one thing that we as men do not do. We don't acknowledge our faults a lot. We're so prideful and arrogant that we, we push our spouses into a corner. And so my, or, my pecking order is God and then my spouse. I don't care who you are or what you think. That's the order. It's not about you. It's not, it's, it's not God and then your kids and then your spouse. Sorry, those of you who have kids. It's not, that, it's not the way it goes. It's God and then your spouse. And especially us as men, it's our wives. It's making them feel loved. It's making them feel protected. This is a big thing. I didn't realize this till recently until I started interviewing some men. Ryan is women want to feel protected. A lot of women, that's something that goes a mile away. I asked a friend of mine's wife on a scale one to 10, you know, how much do you trust your husband? And she said a five. And he was like, huh? A five? And because my wife had said, I got up to a 10, right? And, and it used to be like a, a six, right? And, and I said, why? She goes, because I don't feel protected. Women want to be protected. So my main thing is, is get your pecking order, find out your wife's love language, invest in your marriage, and make it a priority. I interviewed a former pastor Cody Jefferson on my podcast. And he's just a, he's a great guy, super successful seven figure coaching business. 
former pastor, and he got into pastoring a church, wasn't called to pastor, just stepped in and did it anyway, and lost everything, lost his marriage, lost his health, lost everything. Why? Because his pecking order was out of order. His ministry, guys, and that happens. Don't think just because you're in ministry that you don't, that you're, that things aren't going the way, you know, just because you feel like, oh, I'm called to ministry. Guys, I'm called to ministry too, but it's in the marketplace. And I'm, and look, I'm not saying that someday it might not be behind the pulpit. I'm never, my wife said, never say, never say never and never say always, right? Why? Because God is in control. And so invest in your wife, invest in your marriage, make sure that, make sure your wife feels loved and protected. Such great advice. And I totally agree. I think it's, it's just that daily focus. I mean, I, I know I ask myself a question every morning in my journal. One of the questions I ask is, how can I make Brittany feel loved today? Because just that consistency is so important. Verbal. And, and, it's, and, the, and the key to that is, is, Cody taught me this. He said he gets up every morning and he, and, he, and he lists three things that he's grateful for about his wife. Three things. And I, so I started doing it. It started encouraging me. I'm looking at my wife differently. And then he said he does these I am statements. I am a better husband. I am a better entrepreneur. I'm a better friend. I'm a better coach. I'm a better speaker. I'm a better salesperson. I'm, I, whatever that, the, the things that those limiting beliefs allow you to do go a long way. And guess what? Your spouse is watching. Every decision that you make uh, doesn't just affect you to become one. My friend David Hughes said it best when I interviewed him on my podcast. He said, we're, we're, we're combined. We're one now. My decisions affect her. Her decisions affect me. I don't want to make bad decisions anymore, Ryan. I don't want to make decisions that cost my family hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to invite God into every single aspect of my life so that I don't have to worry about uh, the consequences that come from bad decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Yeah, the I am statements. I can say from my own experience that that's really powerful as well. Last question. What is your definition of an extraordinary man? Wow, that's a tough question. That's a that's a loaded question. You you pulled out the the gun on the last one. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did. An extraordinary man is one that loves God first. An extraordinary man loves God. I believe he takes care of his physical body. Okay. I see a lot of people, a lot of good men that don't become, and, and, and that's, that's a good word that you used, extraordinary. I see a lot of good man, men not become extraordinary. Why? Because they don't take care of their physical body. They don't take care of their spiritual body. Heck, Ryan, the Bible says a man who doesn't provide for his family doesn't eat. Like, oh, I mean, I can't eat food if I don't provide for my family? Oh, Right. How many people do you know that do that? How many people do you know that walk away from marriages or they get addicted to video games or whatever that may be, right? I believe that you have to have, you have to be super intentional, but the most important thing is what I talked about earlier. You have to have, you, you have to, you have to have vision. An extraordinary man has vision and purpose. He loves God. He loves his wife and he walks out that purpose. And here's, here's the last thing I would say is what separates a good man from an extraordinary man is stepping out of God's permissible will. Because there's a lot of great men that I see that make a ton of money and they're still in God's permissible will. They've never stepped into impact and influence. Like I said to you today, I'm ready to influence some people. I'm ready for people to be influenced to, whether it's one person. I had, I had one 
I had one young man that heard me on Joe Martin's podcast, right? You had, you having Joe on and, uh, and he, and became saved, uh, radically born again. And he's now, uh, you know, he's now his family has life has turned around. He just got a job making six figures. He moved to Chicago. Everything worked out for him because of one decision. He said, you know what I, and I asked him, I said, what do you think that did? He said, it took me from God's permissible will into God's perfect will. So he pumped the brakes on God's permissible will and he stepped in from a good guy to an extraordinary guy. Here's the last thing I'll say about an extraordinary guy. I love Ed Milet's talk about this. He says, I don't know about you, he says, and he's very, very open about his faith. And he says, one day, one day I have to stand before God. Ryan can't stand for me. Lisa can't stand for me. Brittany can't stand for Ryan. I have to stand before God. And here's what he said. I believe God is creating this Michael, right? Or this Ryan, right? And one day I have to see him because I got to stand before God and I got to see him. He said, I don't know about you, but when I see him, I want to know him. I want to look him in the eyes and he be my twin. I want to put my arm around him. And in this ear, hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. And not look at him and him be a stranger. Because I believe every single day, the Bible says, wide is the road, narrow is the gate, and few will enter. Many are called, few are chosen, right? How is that going to look? How, am I going to take a step back and say, or am I going to hear God say, um, well done, good and faithful servant, you, you know, and then enter in because we all have to take that step one day. But I think an extraordinary man is one that walks out the perfect will of God for their life. And they don't, they don't look back. They don't, like I said, they pump the brakes on the permissible will and they put the gas on God's perfect will for their life. Wow. This has been absolutely incredible. So much wisdom, so much, so many nuggets dropped here. Wow. Incredible. Like I said, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and rewatch this and probably pause it as I'm taking notes. Me too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where can people go to uh, find out more about you and connect with you? So you can go to hefluence.com and connect with me. You can go on Facebook at Michael David Huey at Facebook. I'm on Instagram, but I have somebody kind of working on my face on my Instagram right now, but I'm mostly on Facebook and, and, and you can find me, like I said, you can go search hefluence.com and, and that's the easiest way, but on Facebook is the easiest way. I'd love to, to connect with you guys. But if you ever feel like you just want somebody to talk, I love talking. And, and so you can connect with me at hefluence.com, but I, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to speak and connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Michael, for sharing with us and have a great day. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man podcast. Listen, do you want to maximize your experience and get even more value from this podcast? Go to aoemen.simplecast.com and take two minutes to fill out my help us help you survey. The goal for this survey is is to learn how we can best serve you in 2021 by bringing you the content you want most. And as a thank you, you will automatically be entered into a drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Head over to aoemen.simplecast.com and just click on the survey in the top menu. Until next time, remember to go out there and become the man you were created to be. I'll see you on the next episode.